from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. On this episode of Newt's World... When Thomas Jefferson is writing the Declaration and laying out these uh, words for liberation, you know, all all men are created equal equal. and born with inalienable rights. And while he's writing that, he owns 130 human beings who are in absolute bondage. Black Americans have used those founding words to actually bring us closer to the democracy that the founders envisioned. Put your wine glasses down, put your forks down, and take a moment to grieve with us. You don't have to experience this every single day. That helicopter. This is the helicopter that roams our streets and our communities every single day. Imagine the psychological impact that has on feeling hunted, because that's what we feel. We feel hunted because that's what's happening. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. We uh, are trained Marxists. We are super versed on sort of ideological theories. We are trained Marxists. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home. So you may notice a difference in audio quality. We're going to talk with somebody who really is a man of courage and a man of faith. The whole issue of Black Lives Matter, what's it really all about? What does it really stand for? And the degree to which it was founded by Marxists and has a much more mixed reputation in the black community than the elite news media might tell you. And that's why I think this will be a fascinating conversation. I'm delighted to welcome my guest, Bishop Aubrey Shines, who is here to share his views on Black Lives Matter movement as a man of faith. Bishop Shines is the co-founder of the organization 
conservative clergy of color and recently released the book, Eight Questions About Race, A Black Pastor Responds to Black Lives Matter. Let me say first of all how delighted I am that you could find the time and were willing to be with us today. Mr. Speaker, great being with you. Have always enjoyed your body of work as well out there. And our prayers and hope for you and your family is that you continue to be healthy and be strengthened as you champion this great idea called America. So again, thank you for your body of work. Well, I'm deeply concerned about the fate of the whole country. And I think that this question of what's happening in the streets, what's happening the way the news media covers it, is really extraordinarily important for the future of the United States. So let me start and ask you as a practical matter, what inspired you to start the conservative clergy of color? Well, so my body of work precedes that. And the gentleman that when I founded this organization, they also were doing tremendous work in their communities, social media, et cetera. In all fairness to your audience, Mr. Speaker, I traveled for candidate Trump spoke in coliseums across this nation. And in doing so, what I found very interesting, outside of the fact that when Hillary Clinton wrote her book of what happened, I was the only clergy in America that she put in her book as one of the reasons she did not get elected because of a video that I produced, which wasn't for mass consumption at that time. It was really to share with other colleagues, other pastors, bishops, etc., to say, how dare you vote for a president under the moniker of the Democratic Party. Here's their history. And so we had been doing this work for quite a while individually. And I got together with a group of the guys and said, let's pull this together. You know, we're stronger together. Our success has been incredible, not just because of the interviews and the videos and the op-eds at the Times and Real Clear Politics and others have picked up on my behalf. But what we found was that there was such a void of news that was out there regarding these particular issues. And we're saddened by it because we're just looking for a fair shot. And obviously, the CNNs and et cetera, they have never picked us up. Again, there's been a lot of outlets, including Fox and others who have picked me up, but they have never picked us up through the years. So we began to work together and we're having tremendous success because black and brown communities have not been aware of this information as it relates to what's going on, not just here, but abroad. How does China affect them? How do fringe groups like Nike impale black and brown communities, the hypocrisy of what they're doing? We're shining a light on that. And as a result, Our response has been incredible. So thank you for allowing us to express such as well. One of the core questions that we're seeing in terms of Justice Amy Coney Barrett and other cases is whether or not your belief in God should have any effect on your political views. As a man of faith, you know, how does your belief in God shape the way you see the culture and the way you see politics? Well, we see it through a historical lens. It wasn't just the United States. If those who have a Judeo-Christian ethos understood even Old Testament, 
politics, for lack of a better word, we'll actually read where the father-in-law to Moses, the great lawgiver, is the one who really gave us our blueprint, our foundation, as it relates to our politics. He instructed Moses, hey, here are the things that you should look for in the guys and girls that are going to lead you. So our view of America is based out of that ideology. So I don't know how to separate my belief from something else. I feel if I do, I'm actually giving someone else the responsibility to fill in the void in my life that it's my responsibility to do. And when I see the barrage, the deluge of venom that has been spewed, not just against Miss Barrett, but others, Kavanaugh and others, it's sickening because what you're saying is, I don't have a right to take my belief into the mainstream. Well, you know this better than I. This is how this nation was formed. It was pastors that left their pulpits after preaching on a Sunday morning and went and fought against those from across the pond that we could establish this union called the United States of America. So there is no separation. It's in our DNA to allow our Judeo-Christian ethos to be lived out in our country, not just in church on a Sunday morning, but as other great abolitionists, Quakers, Frederick Douglasses, all the others, Martin Luther King, they left those areas and fortified a nation to make sure that they understand, do not separate your belief from what you practice every day. So I think this president has done a great job in selecting constitutionalists that will adhere to and not create some foreign idea as we govern ourselves by it. So to separate it is a non-starter for those of us that understand faith in America. Clist and I wrote a book called Rediscovering God in America, where we walked through the relationship between most of the major monuments in Washington and their relationship with God, whether it was Jefferson or Washington or you name it. Which brings me to a question about how our culture teaches itself and talks to itself, because history has both positive and negative aspects. And I'm curious how you respond to watching a movement which tears down statues and which disfigures historic figures. What's your reaction to this whole wave of destroying the past? My heart is broken. My grandfather, Mr. Speaker, served in World War II. He gave his life. He made an ultimate sacrifice for you, for me, for every American. And it's something that I shared on a panel not too long ago. And subsequently, even when this whole barrage of Marxist ideology really through Barack Hussein Obama was being lived down. I'm a Chicago native. And I warned then, I say, hey, listen, this is who this guy is. This is what he's going to do here. And I asked a question on this panel. I says, if you think this is good by tearing down our history this way, I said, what happens tomorrow when a group of, let's say, those who don't enjoy the idea of heteronormative relationships called heterosexual marriage, are we going to tear down Martin Luther King? his statue? Are we going to tear him down because he believed that abortion was one of the plagues that pillaged, especially blacks in America? They said, well, how then, Bishop, do you allow and how do you stand for some of these individuals that had a very checkered past to be resurrected? And I says, well, it's a biblical concept. You allow things to remain for a purpose. If we tear down, Mr. Speaker, all of these monuments, 
How then do we teach our children and our grandchildren that good overcame evil? Will we resurrect, I don't know, some BLM activists, their Marxist ideology, and put them up? Who's going to tear them down next? I say, let them stand. Let's use it as a teaching mechanism for all people, because once you open Pandora's box and you begin to bring down one statue, what stops you then from bringing down every statue? We're rewriting history. It shows that we didn't overcome the history. And better yet, it doesn't give our kids an idea of how these things were conquered. Leave these things up. We're the better for it. And I believe we become a healthier, emotional, spiritual nation when we understand that these monuments have meaning and we can't just discard them because of some element of one's past that wasn't good and it doesn't measure up to the right now. What would happen with you and I a hundred years from now, 200 years from now, surely someone will see something in our lives that they didn't feel as kosher as it should be. Should our names be eradicated from our families because of such? It's silly. It's Marxism at its best. And as my grandfather did, we must fight against it in order to preserve this union. I think that's right. Now, along that line, one of the boldest and most comprehensive examples on the left is the New York Times 1619 Project as an effort to recenter American life around slavery and argue that it's not 1776 and the Declaration of Independence that defines us, but it's 1619 and the arrival of the first slave. What's your reaction been to the 1619 project? Well, we have denounced them. The lady that purported this madness has already admitted that it's not from any historical data at all. Our founders began to fight this idea of slavery from its inception. It didn't mean that out of the 50, that there were not a handful of them that struggled with this, but every single one of them began to fight against it. So when I hear this false narrative about 1619 and systemic racism, I remind my audience, when I did the op-ed for the Washington Times about systemic racism, I said, of course, there's been systemic racism. And it has all come from a party called the Democratic Party, the same party that gave you the KKK, Jim Crow laws, the same party, by the way, Mr. Speaker, that is still using identity politics. When I hear someone like Joe Biden say that if you're really black or brown and you don't vote this particular way, you're really not what you say that you are. So the same party that gave us this horrible disease in America called racism and institutional racism, they still exist. We fight against it. We then remind our audiences of the institution of the GOP party, why it was formed. And it was formed to fight against these groups called the Democratic Party that forbade the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment for even becoming part of our American experience. And when we do, many individuals are shocked because they realize the fallacy of the 1619 Project. It's a joke. And for this garbage to be dumped upon the precious minds of our kids, knowing it has no historical relevance at all, other than to further a Marxist ideology, we better get busy. That is the reason why I wrote my book, 
on answering eight race questions. This is the reason why we have a template that's going out very, very soon to corporations to say, hey, how about let's get to all lives matter. We're soon to go into corporations to begin to teach that every life matters. And in doing so, we will actually dispel this idea that 1619 is how our nation was founded. It's garbage. It's junk. And by the way, we also remind them that it wasn't a group of white guys that got on some boats and went over into Africa and began to just snatch millions and millions of people. It was tribal fighting, as it has been, by the way, on every continent. And it was blacks that were selling blacks and Islamists that were really profiting off of this, selling it to Spaniards and others. And when we give that full narrative, most of our black and brown and white liberal audiences are actually shocked at that kind of history. So 1619 should find itself from where it started, and that's in the trash can of life. It's silly, and we must push back against it. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories. And we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. As you work on this, what do you think the impact is on the average African-American? Are they so drowned by the elite media that it's hard to reach them, or are they actually open to this kind of conversation? We do have a mixed bag, and this is what we find. It is difficult to peel back that onion when their diet has been mainstream media for 
decades. But because of the credibility of our organization and the individuals that have helped me to found this group, we have tremendous leverage. We only hope and wish and pray that more mainstream media would allow this to go forward just in a dialogue, a debate of any kind, because truth is always going to prevail. Once this information is out there, and I can tell you personally, we're seeing a change. I believe this is why you're seeing the polling as it relates to blacks in America, even looking at this current president as someone that they would be interested in. It's not just because of the great economic things that this man has done. It's because he's showing a side of the mainstream media and others that have had the stranglehold and all of their nefarious activities are now being exposed through the conduit and the person of Donald J. Trump. And as a result of it, we're taking advantage of it to say, hey, and also consider this part of your history or that part of your history. And in doing so, we're winning this argument. The problem has been getting this information out. And not that we're having it, but making sure that it's constant diet as well, that there is a juxtaposition of the bad things they've been eating versus what we're talking about. Every time we do that, Mr. Speaker, we win this argument hands down. It's just making sure that we have the exposure to do it. Hence, that's why I put this book together to make sure that they would have something to be able to look at these racial issues, look at it through the lens of a Judeo-Christian ethos. And in doing so, we win hands down. It's working. Do you find other pastors are following your lead? Is there a growing sense among pastors that faith matters and faith has to be protected? Absolutely. I sat on a panel in Lynchburg, Virginia at Liberty University a few times in the last month and a half. And I can tell you outside of how great that experience was, it was the pastors that were coming to me afterwards. It was the pastors that were saying, how are you doing this? And there is some fear because there's been this cancel culture that they fear that individuals would leave their ministry. They fear that if individuals within inside of their ministry were to take a public stand, even in their workplace, they would be ostracized and they would be canceled. And we see this where individuals are losing their jobs, but they are gravitating towards us. Because they realize that there are some of us out here that are fighting this. said, you know what, if we lose it all, bless God, we just lose it all. Our nation is worth preserving, even if it cost us as it did the founders' livelihoods and various accoutrements that go along with life. But they realize that part of this idea of Christianity is suffering. And if we're not willing to take a few bruises along the way, we're going to lose it. So they're watching us, and there are a lot of them, in all fairness, they're living vicariously through us because they're saying thank you for being out there. Thank you for doing this for us because they are being bombarded. And one would only have to overlook the landscape of America where you see who's being most impacted, even in the shutdown. It's the churches. Casinos are open. Liquor stores are open. Marijuana dispensaries, they're open. But when it comes to the church, we need to be silent. Don't sing. Don't pray out loud. Don't even gather at half the amount as other groups are allowed to do. They're finally understanding that is the ecumenical community because we're in constant contact with them that if they don't engage, 
if they don't get out and make a difference, not just through praying, that's a great thing, but you got to put some elbow grease to your prayers there. And if they don't get out and proclaim individual candidates that are going to represent their constitutional and more important, their biblical worldview of having choice and to speak at their own whim, we will lose this nation. And I would just rather honestly die fighting than to see this great nation lost. I can't afford that. How many people do you think understand the depth of the threat and the scale of the threat? I agree with you. And I'm curious, when you're out talking to people and you're visiting churches or you're giving speeches, what kind of reaction do you get? I mean, do people take this seriously or do they shrug it off? No, they are taking it very seriously. Here's the negative side to that. I'm hardened, and I've often, and I mean this literally, this is not a metaphor here. I've actually wept quite a bit because I realized, my God, for decades, individuals have been, again, dieting on the mainstream liberal narrative, and it has just poisoned their minds, poisoned them. And when we go in with the attempt to extrapolate some of this venom that has been poured into their veins of their minds, they're shocked. Some sit there as if though they've just heard something for the first time, and they're shocked to see the things that they're seeing. And they come to us often afterwards, even including those leaders of those large congregations. And they're saying, we didn't know this. Why are they not telling us this? Why are we not hearing this? And they're angry because they realize, in the words of Malcolm X, they've been had and hoodwinked and duped. And there lies the problem right there. So they're shocked. There is a dismay. There are some that are disgruntled. Some of it turns into a bitterness and almost a hatred towards the mainstream media because they're not hearing this information. They didn't know anything about Margaret Sanger and what she did. They didn't understand the connection of Planned Parenthood. But our video showed who these individuals were, what their objectives were, especially for black and brown communities. And in doing so, I'm telling you, we're seeing a difference. It's just trying to get this information out there. We are constantly pushing it out there for their consumption. And when they begin to partake of this, they do see a change. This is why, Mr. Speaker, we do the work that we do. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Well, your book, Eight Questions, has some key parts of it and the whole notion of how the Black Lives Matter movement and its proclaimed mission to eradicate white supremacy. But I always tell people there's a much deeper story there, and I'm curious what your reaction to it is. Well, it's simple. They're Marxists. They tell you who they are. They say that we are against any heteronormative ideal called heterosexual marriage. They're for pushing an ideology as it relates to gender instead of God's ideal. They are anti-God. They don't enjoy the concept of God. And so when we begin to share their history, who these individuals are. Now, spiritually, I go a little deeper as I have even on the pulpit in which I reside every single Sunday. I'm very fortunate. I have 20 plus different ethnic groups that I shepherd over on any given Sunday. And I just did in the last four weeks, a whole portion of BLM, what they stand for, even their spiritual roots, how they believe in conjuring up dead spirits to help empower them. And a lot of Christians have no idea of this. They go, oh my God, is this really true? Well, we show them those facts and we show them what their intent is to break up the family. And let's remember, when a white and black family take care of their children, don't have kids prior to marriage, get an education, there's no difference in black and whites in America. There's the same economic output. And what you'd see in the Black Lives Matter movement, instead of giants like those of our past where rabbis and blacks got together to march for and change laws, these Marxists are not interested in changing laws. They're interested in burning down buildings and destroying property of not just whites, but blacks alike. So we expose the Black Lives Matter movement and we go against the companies like Nike that support this same concept in their country. And we tie in what I call, Mr. Speaker, their foot soldiers like Colin Kaepernick and LeBron James and how they're profiting off of the Uyghur groups and other minority Christians that are in these areas. Your politics does matter. And so we even tie it in when you vote a certain kind of way. We show them that when you make wise decisions, it doesn't just impact one area of your life. It impacts every area of your life, and we expose it for what it is. And when they learn the history and the belief of the BLM, they're shocked. And again, same question. Why don't we hear this on the mainstream media? Our group is making sure that they're hearing it, even though the mainstream media won't talk about it 
We're talking about it and we're having tremendous success. We're watching an epiphany happen right before our eyes. And I really believe in part, this is why we're seeing such large groups in black and brown communities that are leaning towards President Donald J. Trump as well, because he's exposing these elements in our society. And we are certainly, as a nonprofit group, while we're not and cannot publicly support him, individually, I do support him for these reasons. We're having tremendous success in seeing it and exposing the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as Antifa and other fringe groups that desire is to destroy America. You know, I think the issue there is why they're so fanatic. What do you think happened to these people? Oh, I think they have always been this way. Again, those of us who have read Saul Alinsky's book, The Ruth for Radicals, they're just taking a page from what Saul taught the Hillary Clintons and the Barack Obamas and others. They are here to destroy this country. Their motive their objective is to do so that they can establish their own idea. And we know that there are those that are in Europe, those that are in China, that have helped support financially these groups. We're exposing where these funds are not only coming from, but who and what candidates they're going to and how they're not taking these hundreds of millions of dollars that are being poured into their organizations to go out and start private and charter schools. They're not interested in things of that magnitude to make sure that black men are encouraged to stay in their home and raise their children. The very systemic problems that they've created, they're not taking the money to do it. They have one objective. That objective is to destroy the United States of America, to make it a more Marxist nation. We're exposing it. That is their M.O. And we're making sure that not just black and brown, but white liberals are aware that these things will have a universal effect on all of us here. And we have to unite black and white, brown and yellow together to make sure that we push back on that false narrative. Well, I'm just struck with the notion that you have a desperate desire for validation. If you go back to the 1960s, the weathermen who actually planted about 2,500 bombs, they really wanted to be validated by the Black Panthers who despised them and said, look, you're all children of privilege. And when you're done playing your little games, you're going to go out and get a good job. And no, you're not us. But you get some of the same thing here where the advantage of the founders of Black Lives Matter is that there are a whole block of white radicals who desperately want to be accepted. It's almost as though it's an identity crisis. I need you to validate me, and so I can be radical with you. Well, it's the same thing. Isn't it ironic that what they're asking for is the very thing that they say that they fight against? See, again, what you just, in my opinion, eloquently did just now, you expose the anti-God narrative. Because what they're interested in doing is clumping everyone together and making you identify either by gender and or by the color of your skin. That's an anti-God position. God's position is every individual matters. Every individual is precious in his eyes. And no, we're not to group ourselves together, whether we're tall or short or the color of Shrek or not. We are here individually, and we stand individually before an individual God. Their M.O. 
was to make sure that people group themselves together and identify as a group. Well, the concept of God must be eradicated if you're going to really do that. Because not to do that, what you're saying is that now God has played some sort of favorite here. And he likes one group because they're pink and orange or blue or purple, but he doesn't like the other group because they're just fill in the blank there. So again, they are a anti-God narrative spewing type of group that is really echoing, by the way, anyone that supports this concept that God must be eradicated. And we see this, by the way, when you have the DNC platform, when they are voting and they're voting against Israel, when they're voting against God being mentioned, there's the same element that you're seeing in the Black Lives Matter. I personally, Mr. Speaker, take offense not just because of my father that happened to be black, but my biological mother that happens to be Jewish. And so I see the affront on both sides here. And when I see this type of affront on both sides, I'm reminding America, and remember the polls are on my side with this here, the majority of blacks actually still believe in God, more so than whites do. And so when I remind them that these groups are trying to take their God away from them, and when I expose them for who they are, I'm telling you, we're seeing a radical shift. And I believe we're looking at the same thing in our polling, by the way, as well, that they're turning against these groups like BLM. They're turning against organizations that gave them systemic racism in the beginning, the Democratic National Party. They're turning against it. Why? We're simply giving them their history. And when people hear a unfettered history, they often, again, begin to, with some sort of shame and disheartening, they can't believe what they're hearing, but upon their own research, they're finding out that our argument is valid, and as a result of it, we're winning this day. We just need to keep getting this information out. If we do, we can Make sure that this nation stays sovereign and a nation that still is allowed to believe not just in a church pew, not just in a synagogue, but this nation can allow freedom of their religious expression wherever they are. This is why we fight the way that we do. Well, look, I want to commend you. You've shown the courage that many don't have. You're having an impact that is remarkable. We have actually put an excerpt from your new book. Eight Questions About Race, A Black Pastor Responds to Black Lives Matter on our show page at NewtsWorld.com. And we've encouraged people to go and buy the book. You are doing the Lord's work, and I mean that literally, helping preserve an America that is one nation under God, something which our friends on the left find impossible to say anymore. I want to thank you for sharing with us. I hope that every person who hears this will realize the courage it takes to be Bishop Aubrey Shines and the way in which you are living out your destiny. And I really appreciate you being with us and helping us educate a lot of people. I wish you well on your journey. I hope you never falter or slow down. You are making a huge difference. Mr. Speaker, what a great compliment. And thank you for again, allowing us to be a part of what you're doing. You have our support. We're praying for you, your family, and your staff, and all that you do. Help us fight, and we'll preserve this great nation. Thanks again so much for allowing us to be a part of your narrative. 
Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers. Our producer is Garnsey Sloan. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. Please email me with your questions at gingrich360.com slash questions. I'll answer a selection of questions in future episodes and on our website. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.